1: Bearcat Blitz starting up right now on the Believe Network. Thank you all so much for joining us, making us your first choice. Wherever you're getting your Bearcats content, I'm your all Bearcats reporter, Russ Heltman, joined across the way by my co-host, Dominic Goodman. Dom, we got a really special guest this week, UC's leading rusher, Corey Kiner. Dominic looking dapper in the in the suit and tie. Got the got the red and black checkers to uh to shout out the Bearcats right there. I love it. Dominic, really excited show, man. It's, it's, uh, it's gonna be a good one. Corey Kiner joining us this week, and then we'll preview the West Virginia matchup. A fitting time to have Corey Kiner on, considering these are two of the top seven teams in the nation in terms of rushing the football this season. I
2: mean it is uh I'm I'm eager to to, um, talk to Connor. I mean, he, he's a man about business. He stands on business. Mr. Consistent, runs hard, makes plays, man. I, I love the way he plays, man. Uh, especially, it's going to be an interesting game coming up with both teams running, uh, rushing attack, is both efficient. So, it's going to be a battle in the trenches.
1: That it will be. That it will be. Catch us on podcast platforms wherever. Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you're getting your podcasts and also on YouTube talking cast with Russ Heltman. YouTube video version of the show going up there and the video version going up on Valley Sports Ohio. Catch us there on game day weekends throughout the fall. Let's go ahead and get to it. We'll bring in Corey after a message here from our great sponsor, Bet Online. The last of the major pro sports leagues is off and rolling, and college basketball is ready to go as well. Bet Online remains your top spot for all your live betting action. And contests. NFL, college football, UFC, and NHL are all in full swing. Bet Online is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. All the hoops, betting action, along with every sport available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time. Head to Bet Online today and remember to use our promo code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Let's go ahead and bring him in now. Corey Kiner, you see running back the leading rusher on the team. Corey has been fantastic this year, nearly at 1,000 yards, 161 carries, 885 yards, and five touchdowns, a healthy five and a half yards per clip. Corey, thank you so much for taking some time this week and joining us on Bearcat Blitz. Sir, thank you for having me. How are you doing today? Great, man. Great, man. So outside of the blocking, I know you, you give the flowers to your offensive linemen, your wide receivers, and, and you're – you, you lead with that every single time you get asked about your own accolades. But specifically with the way you've run the football this year, has anything changed in terms of your technique, your fundamentals? Have they gotten sharper to the point where you can really kind of hit teams for five and a half yards per carry at a 150-plus carry clip? Has anything changed there entering 2023 or throughout the season?
0: Um, throughout the season, I've just been focusing on uh, making sure I just follow, follow the play how it's exactly – how it's exactly supposed to go. um, Cause you know, sometimes when it's not working out, when the running game is not working out you, you probably want to get in, start doing your own thing, start trying to bend runs back and all that kind of stuff. But I keep, I keep them consistent by keep pressing it where it needs to be presses and pressed. And then that's how you open
2: up, cutback lanes and all that kind of stuff. Man, first of all, Mr. Ohio, man, I'm um, pleasure and pleasure to um, talk to you, man. I was excited when you transferred over to UC it was I mean, city was excited, you know. But um, the biggest thing about it, what um, what kind of made you make that decision to come out with the UC?
0: Well, um, I always wanted to play back at home, uh, so my family could be able to see every game, because uh, they they can come to all the home games and they don't have to travel, but they're also able to travel to all the away games and see every every single game. I have I have had family members at every single game this season.
1: So, so cool. Yeah, that, that kind of that piggybacks on my question, just just the overall impact of being able to do this at UC and especially your journey, Corey, of, you know, not not starting out your career here, starting out your career in LSU and then coming back. That can be I mean, it's a it's a dive you got to take. You got to take a chance. You got to take a dive. You got to trust in your own abilities. You got to trust in your timeline and the faith that you have in a new staff. And then the staff gets changed right right after your first year. But you stick with it. You stay in your hometown. And now to be having this kind of success, does it feel a little extra, maybe special that it's happened this way, as opposed to maybe had you just stayed at LSU and and grinded it out? I I don't know if I'm framing it that way, but how much more special is it that it's happened in this kind of timeline?
0: Uh, It's very special. I always tell my father that uh, they're going to write a book about my college career because uh, it's been it's been a journey so far. I've had um, three different coaching staffs that I've played under. And uh it's just been a it's been a, a a crazy journey. Um I've had to learn three different offenses, um, learn three different coaching staffs, had to had to just show them that like show people that the coaching staffs aren't what make me, it's my effort and attitude that I bring every day.
2: With all this, with all the success in the running back room, how do y'all, as far as like how y'all come together for as like uh y'all competitive or just tell us about the running back room because a lot of y'all get on that field get the ball, y'all y'all make plays uh we're,
0: we're very competitive uh and i can credit that to Coach sims he keeps he keeps things very competitive at practice and everything like that but we all want to see each other be successful and i think that's the great thing about it um the competitiveness compare or uh, along with wanting to see other um each other be successful so whenever we get on the field, um, and somebody takes one sixty or someone someone breaks five tackles or however many tackles, um, and then we get our opportunity, we want to do that exact same thing. So we we just go all out trying to do that, trying to help the team in, in any
1: way that we can. Corey, when we look at the 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 workload that you're going through right now, and just the basically getting doubled up already on your carries from last year. Compared to this season, you had about 81 carries last year, I believe, and you're already at 161 or 162 this season. And we got two games remaining. Was there a a conscious effort in the offseason knowing that the door is kind of open for me to maybe take firm control of this running back room? I need to get my body to the level to be able to get that amount of carries and to be able to prepare myself to ultimately get the workload that you that every every college running back would want, a, a, a five-and-a-half carry workload on heavy volume each game. Yes, sir. So um, I feel like in the
0: offseason, my main focus was to not just get my body prepared but my mind prepared um, because, like you said, I'm already almost double the, the amount of carries that I've had last season. So that can take a huge toll on my body, but mentally that could break you down as well. So I wanted to come into uh, fall camp. This season, and show the coaches that true, I'm prepared to take however many carries they they need every single game, whatever it takes for me to make the biggest impact that I can.
2: And I know you talked about far as just the, the coaches change and all the switches. I've been f- familiar with that with where, um, I had Coach D'Antonio, then Coach Kelly. Um, a lot of a lot of different things happen. Different um, coaches have different like ways of philosophies. Really, just go on like tell us about like. Was it difficult to, to adjust to their philosophy or their their playbooks or their verbiage? Um,
0: it was it wasn't a difficult uh, adjustment for me because um I'm a yes or no, sir player. Um, I'm gonna do whatever the coaches need me to do. So I just make sure that I show up on time for everything. Um, try to try to stay in the coach's hip pocket so I could learn as quick as I can and just do whatever I can to make that adjustment as easy as
1: possible. You see, running back Corey Kiner joining us this week. One of the pro- most prolific rushers in the country, approaching a thousand yards on the ground this season, with 885 rushing yards, five touchdowns, and a five and a half yards per clip average. The re- the receiving game, you've ten times that almost, or, or four five times that, and 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 some Corey with 12 catches this year. What what has that been like? Just the the receiving aspect of your job as a running back the blocking aspect how do you feel like those two kind of lesser magnified aspects of a running back's game have come together for you in your development
0: um well I've, I've always been a running back who catches the ball it's just i never really had the opportunity to do it in the game right but um at practice and everything like that um i always try to show the coaches that i can run routes i can catch try not to drop any balls or anything like that but this offseason every weekend in the summertime um Emory and the other quarterbacks would go out and throw and with along with the receivers and I would go out there and catch and run routes with the receivers every every weekend. Cool. So um, that was a big emphasis this offseason. And then as far as pass blocking, I think that to be a successful running back at this level in college football and um hopefully at the professional level, you have to be an excellent pass blocker because uh the quarterbacks are the the money makers on the on the offense or on the whole team, so you don't want to get those guys touched at all.
2: No doubt. So, um, when you uh, you dominated in the high school level, as um, far as just I know, I know, I coach, I coach high school football. I'm over at Talawanda, and the kids always ask, like, I mean, what's the difference between high school and then you going to college? As far as what would you say, what was the hardest part, and what was more of the the more easiest part with the transition from high school to college? Well, for uh, the transition transition to high school to college for me. Um,
0: the time time management was uh, a big adjustment because, um, you know, in high school you have class for you have school from this from this a.m. to p.m. and then um, you have football practice for a couple hours and then you're free for the rest of the day. Whereas college, you might have football in the morning, then you might have class, then you might have a little free time, and then you have practice. And everybody's schedule is different. Everybody's not on the same schedule, so it's about time management. Um, working, to work, figuring out when you can go work out at football, figuring out when you can eat lunch, hit the training room, take care of your body, figuring out when you can get your homework done because there's nobody telling you, oh, you need to do this or, oh, you got this class you got to go to. It's, you're you're a grown man at this at this point, so
2: yeah, you have to figure it out on your own. Yeah, because I remember I missed a couple of classes. My freshman, I thought it was just like, oh, I ain't got to go to none of that. I just got to play football. Next thing I know, I'm going to boom, 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 five in the morning your butt up and hit the stadium stairs. and uh, I don't think people a lot of kids that go to that how to, to go to college don't understand like they're not gonna baby you they're gonna sit out here and be like listen if I get another person just like you just just go ahead and mess up if you want
0: yes sir yes sir yes it's a lot of people don't understand that you know it's not high school anymore you gotta you gotta get up and figure it out on your own at points because I mean like you said you can be replaced
1: you see, running back Corey Kinder joining us. A couple more questions for Corey, then we'll let him go. Any player that you model your game after? We'll go a couple of rapid fire here from me.
0: Um, I don't necessarily model my game after a single player, okay. but I watch I watch all the NFL running backs that are playing currently, all of them that all the greats that played before, and I try to just see what they did best, and I try to use use that. But a player that I have been watching a lot lately is um, Josh Jacobs. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah, you guys
1: are. That's a good similarity. You guys have a similar mm-hmm. kind of style.
0: Yes, sir. And and Damien Pierce from um from uh Houston. Yeah. And those those guys are, are similar to my size, and I try to run hard like those guys. And and the quickness that um Josh Jacobs has, he's he's very quick and shifty, along with with has um with that he has
1: great power. So I just try to do what those guys do. Is do you have a favorite run design in this offense? Is there any run design that you like the most in terms of? the the angle of your of your of your rushing lane.
0: Well, at the beginning of the season I did, but it's like I've scored on or I've scored or had big yards on every running design that we had. <laughs> there you it's, go. It's like it changes. It, it's a it's a game to game thing. Like one game it might be inside zone, the next game it might be outside zone,
2: another game it might be gap scheme. It's just like it it changes. Dom, you got anything else for him? Oh. I mean, shoot, running backs, y'all, y'all in the trenches all the time. So what's what's some something that what's the music or something that pumps you up to get you focused and ready? Um, I, 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 I don't know. It's it's
0: not a certain song or anything that puts me up to get me ready. Cause before I used to listen to rap music before games, and then sometimes I listen to, to classic music, some RB, something like that. But I will say what keeps me ready, like in the zone in the game, like I don't know, like. I get tackled sometimes and then I just bust out laughing as I'm getting tackled. And that really messes with defenders because in the, game, <laughs> in the game on Saturday against Houston, like I don't know what it was. I just got tackled and I just bust out laughing. One of the defenders got, got so mad, and I'm like, Oh yeah, we, we win in this game.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, that is awesome. Awesome stuff. All right. Corey Kiner, everybody. So, so good. Thank you so much for giving us some of your time this week, Corey, on Bearcat Blitz. Good luck for the final two games of the season. Congratulations on your year so, thus far, and congrats on the, all the accolades that uh, that you've justifiably earned and will keep earning in your Bearcats career, my man. I appreciate you guys. Sir. You guys have a nice day. You do too, man. Awesome stuff from Corey Kiner. That was a lot of fun. I'm glad you asked that last question. We, we got a... He, he he breaks out in laughter after tackles. That would be a way to mess with guys uh, coming out of the pile. Did you ever have anything like that, Zom? Where you would just uh, you play mind games after a hit or something like that?
2: I just get right up because ain't no defender. <laughs> like, when you get popped one good time, you get right up. They're like, God, dog. Like, what, what else I got to do to get to keep them down? And I think that discourages a lot of defenders when you laugh and you getting up like it don't phase you. And I think that's the biggest part. When you get hit you can't just sit up there and be like ooh because you make it worse but if you right. get right up they're like oh
1: shoot he you're he, he, like a timex he always keep on ticking you know what i mean so exactly so you're you're not the not not subscribing to the jim brown theory isn't he the one who would he would just like to stay down just to get like some extra rest or something that's what he said <laughs> he was he was carrying the ball a lot maybe corey corey picks up on some of that too with those guys both being heavy heavy ball carriers in their offenses respectively dominic goodman Russ Heltman, we'll be back after this break on Bearcat Blitz to preview the second to last football game of the season for the Cincinnati Bearcats. They're just inside of a touchdown underdogs against West Virginia on the road, headed to Morgantown for the first time in over 10 years. All that coming up on Bearcat Blitz. Bearcat Blitz continues as we preview the West Virginia matchup. I'm your host, Russ Heltman, joined across the way by my co-host, Dominic Goodman. Once again, thank you to the UC Athletics Department and Corey Kiner, especially, for taking some time this week to join us on Bearcat Blitz. It was a lot of fun chatting with him. Didn't dive too much. There was a lot of stuff I wanted to ask, Corey, just about the overall season. Didn't want to take up too much with this this matchup coming up in, in terms of the West Virginia Mountaineers going up against the Cincinnati Bearcats from his perspective. But, Dom, when we look at this game... And we look at how UC can ultimately finish this season. If you go 5-7, and you put a lot of solid tastes in fans' mouths exiting the campaign and overall going into an offseason. That is the first true look at how Scott Satterfield can get a full slate of months to build a team. But first, got to get victories against West Virginia and Kansas. 66% matchup favorite are the West Virginia Mountaineers to get the win at Milan-Pusker Stadium. Six and a half point favorites. Dom, 93% of the bets wagered on this game on the spread are on West Virginia. And the line has not moved, interestingly, making me think that there's a lot of sharp money on the other side, making sure that line doesn't move. So when you look at the Bearcats and we look at the Mountaineers, it's all about the ground games. When you, In terms of rushing attacks this season, UC is fifth nationally in 223 yards per game. West Virginia is 7th nationally at 213.8 yards per game. Garrett Green, Donaldson, their running back, he's been fantastic. Garrett Green has 450-plus rushing yards himself. C.J. Donaldson, as I just mentioned, 160 carries, 755 yards, 10 touchdowns right up there in the national rushing touchdowns leaderboard and 4.7 yards per attempt. This offense, Dom, is driven by Green, Donaldson, and Jaheim White, the other running back that can do a lot of damage as well. White's the highest graded player on the team, 87.8 overall on pro football focus. And then offensively, number two and number three are Green and Donaldson. This offensive line does not run block very well. These running backs and this quarterback, Dom, have made guys miss at the point of attack and been able to catalyze that into long runs and explosive plays. On top of that, Head coach Neil Brown is going for it at an aggressive rate this season, and they're capitalizing on those fourth downs much better than the Bearcats have done in their uh, their respect. So it's going to be an interesting matchup. It's going to be, I think, a matchup that the Bearcats can ultimately win if they can figure out a way to tackle these ball carriers in open space. Yeah, I mean,
2: you got stuff like that, guys. It's going to make people miss. It's going to be a whole bunch of gang tackling. Defense got to do a good job pursuing. Uh, everybody getting on, had on the ball, uh, making plays. I mean, um, it's a game we're gonna have to. You're gonna have to win on the, on the ground, but also as well, um, you gotta complete some balls in the air, to, um, get them guys out the box. And I, to me, in my opinion, I think this is a game UC can win. Um, in my opinion, um, so if y'all sports betters, you might want to switch that bet if you want to make some money. <laughs> but uh, but in my opinion, the run game after what how they played last week is uh, is a is a glimpse of what's to come because they're getting better each week. Um, it's not like they're just being flat out terrible. Um, it's just they're getting better People, um, personnel and all the changes is all coming together as one. And I think this is a game where they're going to gel and make plays on the, on the ground game. And they also got to make some plays in the pass game as well. As long as defense keeps keeps those guys and don't let any explosive plays on the ground happen, I think this is a game where UC can come out on top.
1: Yeah. When you look at the the, the quarterback aspect of this on the other side, defensively, West Virginia is not a great uh, pass defense overall this season. They have allowed um, in the bottom 50, bottom 60, in terms of overall yards per attempt allowed this season. They're 62nd in, uh, in, in, in yards per attempt with 7.2 yards per pass attempt allowed. They're giving up a – 134.79 quarterback rating this season in terms of overall quarterback efficiency, which is pretty solid, honestly, um, in terms of overall statistics. But it sits, it's, it's not that solid, actually. What am I talking about? It's 80th overall. Like this defense, Dom, they've done a good job with Beanie, Beanie Bishop and the rest of the secondary of limiting consistent 5, 10, 15 yard passes, three or four of those a drive, can, keeping those long drives from happening, but the explosives have been there. They're giving up, I think 58% completion percentage on the year, but a little over, like I mentioned, seven yards per attempt. Is this a place where those explosives through the air can start happening a little bit more often and you start seeing another solid day out of Emory Jones or Brady Lichtenberg. That is an interesting question I have. And, how much are they going to actually lean on the rushing on the, on the throwing attack? How much in this game between two really solid rushing offenses on their, in their own, right? How much will they lean into that? It's very interesting to me. And when you think about the rushing defense overall for West Virginia, it's not great, but it's not bad. 147 yards allowed per game. It's something that I think to win this game, to pull an upset, it's going to have to come through some explosives through the air you're going to have to create some big plays in that sense. And will there be a big play receiver out there? Can Braden Smith continue to make 15-plus yard catches? Can we see some life out of D. Wiggins or Xavier Henderson at some point? Will Barry Jackson maybe make a big impact play in this one as he continues to get reps? And I believe he's going to play in one more game uh, before getting that red shirt. Yeah, because last week would have been his third game that he appeared in. So this is maybe the last chance to get uh, get, in, get some action in, or maybe they save him for the home game against Kansas. We'll see about that. But key to me on offense for the Bearcats, the rushing attack's going to be there. We know it's going to be there. We know it's going to happen. Can Emory Jones, can Braden Smith, can this wide receiver core continue to do just enough through the air to allow that rushing attack to power offensive scoring? And you're going to have to put up more than 24 points in this game, in my opinion, to get the victory. I'll go ahead and give them my prediction. I have UC. I think they're going to do it. I think they're going to win. 28-27, 28 to 27, a victory, narrow, narrow victory over the West Virginia Mountaineers. And I, I, with these two teams, I think they're so evenly matched. I would be very surprised, Dom, if it's a two-score deficit on either side, unless UC just starts doing the shooting themselves and the foot thing again with all the penalties and the turnovers and all that stuff. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick the Bearcats. I'm gonna get back on the train. 28-27, they pull off another road victory and go to th- three, get three wins on the road this year before getting two home wins. Never thought we'd be saying that in 2020.
2: <laughs> uh, you know where I'm at. You know, UC all day. It's uh, just about keeping, staying uh, third and manageable. You just can't get third and long. And uh, and they do that. I got UC. you kind of close to my, my my estimate, my guess. Uh, I'm going to go with 24-17 UC. All right. Uh, I think it's going to be a quick game because of the simple fact of the run game. As long as the run game is
1: efficient, I think, I, man, UC going to win all day. That's what I got. Will they be able to control Garrett Green, C.J. Donaldson, and this rushing attack? Can't wait to check it out as Cincinnati takes on Western Virginia Mountaineers and a quarterback ranked top 30 nationally in QBR this season. And Garrett Green, a 12-3 to 3 interception ratio. They're going to be trying to up that interception ratio on the right side of that number. Right there. Dominic Goodman. I'm Russ Seltman. This has been Bearcat Blitz on the Believe Network, presented by Bet Online. Enjoy the weekend of games, everybody. It's a deep shot. He's got Tyler Scott, and he's into open space. First throw of the year for Desmond Ritter. Touchdown, Bearcat. We're, We're
0: going to take a shot towards the end zone under three. Of the the
1: touchdown, Trey Tucker.